Hello and welcome to Trusting God Today. Every day is an opportunity for us to trust in God. Our journey in faith requires of us to know the God of the Bible and trust Him at His Word. On Trusting God Today, you will come to know and trust God's plan for your life. I'm your host, Pastor Stephen Broden. A faith relationship with God is one that simply trusts God's word and walk, that is live, according to his divine expectation for one's life. Jesus' sacrifice has removed sin, that which separates us from God, and reconciled us back to God in a submitted, trusting relationship. God in his word, the Holy Bible, defines and provides for us our purpose in life. The Bible is a roadmap, if you will, for believers to walk in fellowship with God and relate as Christians to a world moving rapidly away from the things of God and God himself. To the degree that you and I adhere to God's instructive word is to the extent that we can live in his victory and achieve our destiny as defined by his kingdom principles. What runs interference with God's instructive word are Satan, the world, and the flesh. Out of these three comes doubt, fear, and unbelief. Doubt and fear leads to unbelief. Unbelief, more than any other sin, is targeted towards the very character and integrity of God himself. It challenges God's promises his stated purposes, and cast dispersion on his plan for you and all who believe. This is what Satan did in the Garden of God with Adam and Eve. Satan led them to believe God was holding back on them and was untruthful about the consequences if they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Not believing God, his word, and the consequences of disobedience led Adam and Eve into spiritual death, that is, separation from God. The consequences of unbelief led Adam and Eve to disconnect from the source of power, purpose, and peace, which was in their relationship with God. Let's look now at Numbers chapter 13 and 14 to review the consequences of unbelief for Israel in their faith relationship with God. Numbers 13, verses 1 and 2. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send out for yourself men, so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. You shall send a man from each of their father's tribes, every one a leader among them. The first thing I want you to notice is that the Lord spoke. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. The Lord spoke and he spoke a word and he expected for Moses to fulfill that which he has designed and specified within the word. I want you to notice in verse two, he says that I am going to give to the sons of Israel the land of Canaan. It is clear what was intended by God for the nation of Israel. He was going to give them the land. No doubt Moses communicated the will of God 
to those men who went in to spy out the land. They went in and fulfilled their assignment. Now, let's move to verse 25 and notice the report that these men gave to Moses, Aaron, and the people. Verse 25, when they returned from spying out the land at the end of 40 days, they proceeded to come to Moses and Aaron and to the congregation of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And thus they told him and said, When we went into the land where you sent us, and it certainly does flow with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who live in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. Amalek is living in the land of the Negrev, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites are living in the hill country, and the Canaanites are living by the sea and by the side of the Jordan. I want you to notice the report begins by affirming God's description of the land. It was a land of bounty and full of resources. The report, however, included the fact that there were some challenges there as well. In verse 30, Caleb, one of the spies, speaks. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, We should by all means go up and take possession of it, for we will surely overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are too strong for us. And so they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone, in spying it out, is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. There also we saw the Nephilim. The sons of Anak are part of the Nephilim. And we became like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. The ten spies refuted Caleb. And their unbelief caused them to challenge God's word. God says, I am going to give the land of Canaan to Israel. They determined that it was not possible for God to give them this land for two reasons. One, there were giants in the land a problem too big for them to handle. And two, they became like grasshoppers in their own sight. May I say to you that you never determine the will of God for you based on the size of your problem or your ability to make it happen. God is bigger than your problems and it is his capacity, not your ability, that will bring what appears impossible to fruition. Friends, Faith is not trusting your ability, it's trusting God's capacity. The consequences of their unbelief is seen in chapter 14. Then all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. All the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt. Or would that we had died in the wilderness? Why is the Lord bringing us into this land? To fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become plunder. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? And so they said to one another, Let us appoint a leader and return to Egypt. 
Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in the presence of all the assembly of the congregations of the sons of Israel. Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Juphanae, of those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they said to the congregation of the sons of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord is pleased with us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they will be our prey. Their protection has been removed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. But the congregation said to stone them with stones. Then the glory of the Lord appeared in the tent of meetings to all the sons of Israel. What we see happening here is that unbelief has devastated the people's vision and the people's hope in the promised land. The people turned against God's purpose and God's leaders. Notice in verse two and three, it says, all the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, would that we had died in the land of Egypt or would that we had died in the wilderness. They gave up on the vision. They gave up on God's program and turned against God's leaders. Notice also in verse three, why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become plunder. They begin to believe that what God had promised them was indeed a curse, not a blessing. The second thing that we see is that they sought to pursue their own direction in verse four. And so they said to one another, let us appoint a leader and return to Egypt. Egypt is the place where God delivered them from slavery. And they were willing to go back under the slavery of Egypt rather than enter into the promised land that flows with milk and honey that God had promised. Number three, they sought to kill God's appointed leaders, to kill Moses and to kill Aaron. Not only Moses and Aaron, but they were going to kill Caleb and Joshua. What we see taking place now in verse 11 is God responds. And God's response speaks to the consequence of unbelief. The Lord said to Moses, how long will this people spurn me? And how long will they not believe in me? Despite all the signs which I have performed in their midst, I will smite them with pestilence and dispossess them. The consequences of unbelief is seen further in verse 22. Surely all the men who have seen my glory and my signs, which I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, yet have put me to the test these 10 times and have not listened to my voice. I want you to notice that listening is key to having faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. We must listen to what God has said and do what he is telling us in order for us to enjoy the benefit and blessings of this personal intimacy with him. But notice further, if you will, the, the consequences of unbelief shows itself in verses 28 through 32. Say to them, the Lord is speaking, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will surely do to you. Your corpse will fall in this wilderness. Even all your numbered men, according to your complete number, 
from 20 years old and upward who have grumbled against me. Surely you shall not come into the land in which I swore to settle you, except Caleb, the son of Juphanah, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Your children, however, whom you said would become prey, I will bring them in, and they will know the land which you have rejected. But as for you, your corpse will fall in the wilderness. Unbelief cuts you off from God's best. It separates you from God and His power. It distorts God's destiny for you and produces chaos and confusion. God's intent for us is to trust Him completely. Our faith journey is a journey of confidence in the leadership of God. As He leads us down life's pathway, we follow Him with complete trust today and every day. I do want to hear from you. Write me at trustinggodtoday at gmail.com. That's trustinggod, T-W-O-D-A-Y, at gmail.com. Until we next meet, walk by faith and not by sight. I'm Pastor Stephen Broden. Just look around